You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to a special edition of MLB Extras. Let's listen in as Angels manager Brad Osmus addresses the media from the winter meetings in Las Vegas. Actually, I managed in 10 also. That was the last time. Uh, we lost in 10. Uh, 09, we won. So I was 1-1 one one in L.A. prior to coming here now. Did Joe let you write Yeah, Joe let me do everything. Um, first year in 09, uh, I mean, I, I, like I even had to do the post game uh, with, the, with the media. So I made the lineup out and uh, ran the game. Uh, the following year, in 2010, Joe came up to me about oh, maybe a week or two before the end of the season and said, you're going to manage the last game again. And I looked at him and I said, I can, but it's going to be your last game too because he was retiring. So then he said, well, why don't you do the second to last game? I'll do the last game. What have the uh, last month and change been like? Um, you know, it's kind of been just very businesslike. Uh, this is a little different scenario for me because going into Detroit I really didn't have any background with anyone there uh, so I was getting to know the people as I went as well as trying to prepare for a season uh, it's different because I was with the Angels all last year I, I know the entire front office I know the players the players know who I am um, so I think that's going to make it a little bit easier the transition will be much easier uh, probably won't even be a transition in terms of my job but not a transition in terms of the entire organization, me getting to know them. When I went to Lakeland in my first spring training, um, you know, 90% of the players, that's the first time I ever said hi to them in person. Uh, that's not the case here. How much did you learn from that time? I learned a ton. You know, I think experience is huge. Um, you probably learn more from the mistakes than you do from the successes. Uh, and, you know, every single, whether it's strategic or something off the field, however, maybe something, how something was handled, um, you definitely learn. I, I think experience is a, is a huge asset. Did you spend a lot of time after that just kind of looking back and calling away differently? Yeah, I reflected on it. I wouldn't say I sat in my recliner and didn't move for six months, but, I, you know, it, I, I reflected on uh, my time there. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the time there. Um, and hopefully it'll serve me well here now in, in L.A. with the Angels. Brad, now that your coaching staff has come together and it's been announced, so what were some of the things you were looking for in these guys and how they fit? You know, it's funny. The way coaching staffs are put together nowadays, there's a lot more outside-the-box thinking. Um, you know, in years past, a lot of times the coaching staff was – friends of the manager or they played together not that they weren't qualified but uh, it, they're not put together in the same fashion I think you, you're seeing teams look outside the box in the sense that they're even they're looking into the private sector they're looking into uh, the collegiate levels um, uh, for me I want people with knowledge I want people with energy and I, I a huge part of it is positivity uh, baseball is a very tough game mentally there's so much failure especially on the offensive side so piling on top of that negative feedback, to me, goes nowhere. So positivity is a, is a big part of it. But you have to know what you're, what you're talking about. Did you feel like player development is a big part of the way you're looking for as 
Yeah, the player, especially nowadays, players, they're not finished products at the big league level. So you need to have that ability to develop them further and teach them games and help them learn themselves what they're capable of. I, uh, well, it's going to be it's it's part of our process, you know, whether it's uh, player <coughs> procurement or uh, the product on the field. Uh, that you know, analytics is part of it. You know, part of the reason I came on with Billy was I wanted to dive into that a little more. I wanted to learn more about uh, what some of the measurements are and how they apply and what's important. Um, so I spent a good portion of this previous season as a special assistant learning those things and uh, uh, we're, I mean I think Billy has not been shy about it we're going to use this information the information helps us win games uh, my first hope is that Albert's okay you know he's, he's got the knee had the knee surgery and I've spoken to him a couple times he says he feels great um, but we're still gonna have to take it slowly in spring training and then it's just going to be a matter of how he feels and how, and how he's performing. You know, he's, Albert's one of the greatest, in my mind, he's one of the top five best hitters ever in the game of baseball. And I, I saw him up close and personal when I was in Houston and they were in the National Central and, Central and the Cardinals as well. Um, this guy is a phenomenal talent. Um, but going forward, it's just going to be his health and, and performance. It's a performance-based game. Yeah, I mean, there'll be a balance. You know, certainly, you know, we don't expect Otani to be ready when the season or when the team breaks. So there'll be some DH bat at bats early in the season, uh, more available to him. Um, and hopefully he gets off to a hot start. But it, for me, the bigger and the more delicate balance is how often can he go to first? That's really the, the most important thing based on the, on the health of his, of his knees. He was okay. <laughs> no, he's he, he's doing you know he's he's doing things that no one has done in a long time. Uh, I, I you know ironically I think because of what he's doing I think you're going to see more two way two way players going forward. I think it's going to be um, I don't want to call it a fad. I, I just think you I think athletes, young athletes, baseball players are going to say, hey, wait a second, why can't I do both? Um, so in that, in that sense, I think he's going to have a big impact going forward uh, with the youth in baseball. But he's just a tremendous talent. I, I remember watching him take batting practice the first day in, uh, in Tempe when I was there because I was there in spring training for about four weeks. But I was there the opening, the opening 10 days. And uh, immediately in batting practice, the one thing that stood out is how the ball came off his bat. And the only way I can describe it is it's very similar to Miguel Cabrera. These guys have tremendous power, and even more notable, they have tremendous power to the opposite field. Uh, you, you just don't see guys like that. Uh, he's impressive. The other thing that was really impressive was his speed. Um, you know, he doesn't get showcased because he's not playing a position too often. Um, and I've said it many times that if, if at his height with his speed, once he breaks stride, he probably could be a wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, he, he has, he's one of the faster guys. I don't know who's faster, he or Trouty, but 
they're both two of the faster guys in the game. Uh, I mean, it's, that'll be a consideration, um, but I think you know, I I thought Shohei sh proved that he could handle the lefties as the season went on. Um, but again, it's you know, those are decisions that are going to have to be made at some point, but not right now. With him, I did not know Doug until we interviewed him. Ironically, lives five minutes away from me. Uh, frequents the same breakfast spot right by my house. Um, but until we interviewed him, I had not, I had, didn't know, quite frankly, I didn't know who he was. Um, but he's a really, really bright, young, uh, kind of a new mind, kind of an outs, you know, his background isn't the typical pitching coach background. Um, but he's, he's going to make our pitchers better. He's really proficient at a lot of the new technology-based information that can be really beneficial in helping pitchers get the most out of their pitches, uh, whether it's a, um, the shape of the pitch or a mechanical tweak to improve the uh, whatever the break of a, of a pitch. Uh, he's really, really. That's I would say that's probably his his biggest plus. Um, but of course, he, he can do the other stuff as well, the mechanics and game preparation. He is, he is very capable in all that area. But I just think his, his ability to improve a pitcher's pitches is where his biggest, his, his, that's where he's going to make the biggest impact. I, I feel great about him. Um, you know, I thought Heaney really had a really good. I know Skaggs, he was hurt, but I thought Heaney pitched really well this past season. Man, I don't see any reason. And, and I, I, I talked to Skaggs a little about it. I told him I'm going to put a little heat on. I think he should be one of the best lefties in the league. Uh, I really, you know, I like the stuff is is there, and if he can stay healthy, he should be one of the best lefties in the league. And uh, I feel the same way about Heaney. I just haven't told him yet, so I'm not. I'll see him tomorrow. I'll hold off until Friday to print that or write it. Well, multiple reasons. One, there's so much video involved. You almost need a ded dedicated guy to be able to look, look at video and, and talk to the players with them. Uh, game preparation, the preparation of the sky reports for the incoming series, for the, for the pitchers for the incoming series. Um, and then there's just the physical time in the cage. I mean, you have 12 guys. Uh, no, I'm sorry, wait, yeah, 12, 9, and 4, 13 guys that uh, they need time in the cage, whether it's soft toss, tee work, uh, then there's early batting practice, regular batting practice. It's just, it's, the phys it's physically the most time-intensive coaching job on the staff. And, uh, you know, probably 10 years ago, you started seeing two, and now you're seeing a few teams go to three. 
That's that's the one of the main jobs for a manager and the coaching staff is taking that information and putting it in simple baseball lingo. Uh, you know, players they want little bits of information to make them better or help the team win the game. They they don't want to know they don't want to know every single data specific number. They don't want to know, you know, two and one, sixty two percent of the time he throws this. They just want little bits of information that can make them better and help us win. And that's that's a big part of managers and coaches coaches job nowadays. Brad, how important do you think it's going to be to get uh, maybe more experience to capture? Well, you know, we talk about wanting uh, to improve the pitching staff. That's one way you improve the pitching staff, by you ha getting a catcher who can make the pitchers better. So, I, you know, I value it having been a catcher. Uh, I think it's important, and uh, we're certainly, Billy's looking into the catching uh, very strongly. So. Hopefully something works out well where we have a guy that can do a little of everything, but yes, make our pitching staff better. And that should be their priority because that's where the impact is. Uh, we have an idea. It's going to be in the infield. <laughs> no, it, it, you know, it's, it's certainly going to be second or third base at this point. You know, we'll see what happens through the course of the offseason. We have some young guys at the minor league level that can compete for the for both those positions, you got Fletch and you got Taylor Ward, and we got Luis Rangifo down there. Um, so, right now, it's some combination of Coes and, and those guys fighting it out. From what you saw in the last year, like how close is Rangifo? Uh, I think he's close. You know, I think he's very close. I, I really, I've watched him play at th three different levels uh, this past season, traveling around, seeing our affiliates, and uh, I was very impressed with him. Great, gives you a great at bat. He's uh, and he's he's got he's kind of a triple threat offensively because he can really run and he's got some power. You know, he, he doesn't have Mike Trout power, but he has the ability to hit the ball in the gaps and occasionally over the fence. Um, but the speed is where it makes a difference because now you got the infield drawn in. Uh, the ball gets in the gap; it's a triple instead of a double. Um, he's he's a fun player to watch, and he can play really can play second, short, or third. Yeah, no, I saw Joe. I actually saw Joe at a couple levels as well. He's he's one of those guys. We talked about Otani earlier. He's one of those guys, and I'm not going to say he he has power like Otani or uh, Cabrera, but he's not far off because he's one of those guys that has a different sound when the ball comes off his bat. Um, tremendous athlete, you know, legitimately can play center field. Uh, there's a lot of people around the game that. Know Joe Adele. I've had a lot of people come up to me since I've been hired in this role asking about Joe Adele, how Joe Adele. But uh, he's a tremendous athlete. Griffin Canning, I only saw pitch once, pitch once, but the the people that have seen him really like him. Uh, and it was really his first first season pro ball. I know he's he was drafted, but first season pitching in pro ball, and he climbed quickly, all the way from A ball to Triple A. Uh, I think it's a possibility. I don't know that. You know, we're talking about Rangifo. I think it's much more likely you see Rangifo, but uh, it's, I guess it's a possibility, depending on the performance of the player. No, 
you know, that's kind of uncharted territory in the sense that he's coming back from Tommy John, and we really want to protect that elbow so he can pitch in 2020 and then beyond. And he's such a dominant pitcher. You want to make sure you preserve that. So we're, we're going to probably rely on the medical team a little more than and, and be a little bit more cautious. Uh, obviously, we want him in, we want him back because we want his bat in the lineup. But the, the priority is to make sure when he's back, we're not risking him as a pitcher. So uh, we don't, we're not sure on the exact date right now. I, I, I can't really answer that. Again, we're going we're gonna to have to lean on the medical, the medical team to, to make, you know, I'm not sure if that surgery, that injury repair is, needs time off after, you know, DHing for three days. So we're gonna, we're, I'm going to lean on the, the, the professionals. Jason Beck, you got anything? No, you're good? Okay. <laughs> All set? Oh. Yes. Jeez, uh, I've loved baseball since I was born. I kind of, my mom was a big baseball fan, so I didn't really have a choice. Um, and it's one of those, I think, similar to, to soccer, it's one of those games you learn to appreciate more and more as you watch it. So hopefully we can get European fans engaged, and then the more they watch it, I think the more they'll enjoy it. And good job knowing my dad was a professor of European history. Actually, medieval European history. <laughs> Well, I mean, Miguel, Miggy, Miggy's, I mean, he's one of the, if you talk about Albert, Miggy's right up there in terms of some of the, one of the best hitters in the history of the game. And he's obviously done it for, a, you know, a decade, a little over a decade as a major league player. Uh, and I think in terms of consistently getting hits, Miggy's a little bit more adept, but it doesn't mean Shoei can't get there one time. You know, uh, Shoei's still young. He's still a young player. I think people lose sight of the fact because he's so talented that he is young and he should only get better. So, um, you know, the, he, the ceiling is unlimited for him, and I think experience is going to be a big, a big – and he's, he's a voracious worker too, so you know it won't be lack of effort. This guy works as hard as anybody in the clubhouse. And Miggy obviously yeah. home run, but also high average. Yeah, Miggy, yeah. Miggy's – that's what I'm saying. Miggy's, you know, he's, he's done a lot longer. He's, he's got the track record and been of consistency. Um, but it doesn't mean that Shohei can't do something similar. It's a high bar. But uh, there's a potential. Yeah. Yep, the potential is definitely there. Well, first of all, I think his comfort level with Major League Baseball in the United States is going to be a lot better. Um, and he's now seen some of the pitchers, so he's got experience, uh, and certainly that'll help him, although the pitchers have seen him as well. So there's a little bit of a give and take. Um, I think probably the, 
you know, the power's going to be there. It'll be, end up being the consistency of getting on base, getting hits. He gets on base because he walks, but the consistency of getting hits. So he's a, he's a, special, he's a special player. He really is. Even if you, t- if you take, you know, he, if he was just a pitcher, he'd be a special pitcher. If he was just a hitter, he'd be a special hitter. And now you got both. Yeah, it's too early to say. And, and truthfully, if we, if we, if someone is not the closer, you hope somebody earns it. Like someone pitches well enough so you can say, "Hey, this guy has really done the job." But right now, we, I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, he doesn't really slide head first, which is good. But yeah, I, I get a little nervous when he does slide because uh, again, he's a special talent, and you don't want to lose. We, we've already lost him for this coming season as a pitcher. Uh, we don't want to lose him to an injury, but that that applies to all players. So it's a fine line. You want him to use his his assets. You want him to use his speed, but you want him to be smart about it because you don't want him to get hurt. Um, so it's a balance. About sliding? I don't know many doctors that slide. <laughs> uh, it's just, you know, it's something. Hey, I don't, I don't know. If, I don't think they could tell you how risky it is. Obviously, you can get injured doing that, but you can get injured getting off the bus too. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I could see it. I hope it does. His value, I mean, he, as his offense has gone up, he's so valuable defensively that he becomes an MVP candidate. And if he continues to hit like that or hit better, then he's, you know, now maybe he's a top five MVP candidate. Unfortunately for him, he's got Mike Trout on the same team. But uh, he has definitely improved uh, last couple of years. And this year he's outstanding. His, his, his bat to ball ability is amazing. He can get the barrel of the bat to the ball uh, on seemingly pitches that you shouldn't be able to get the bat to the ball, uh, and I think that helps him. But uh, he's a, he's a, he's a tremendous he's a tremendous player. You just don't see two way or guys that play like that and have such an impact on the game from both sides. Right. Yeah, I mean, t- for me, I'd probably hit Trouty second. Right now, um, that could change depending on personnel, but that that was the short answer is probably second.